the motivation the league title, <coughs> the undisputed title this week? Uh, you know, I think that that may be a small part of it. I, I think the, you know, it's motivation is it's Oklahoma State, and we've kind of developed a pretty good rivalry with them in recent memory. And, and uh, last in the last three games have been really close, last possession type games, and and uh, certainly the opportunity to win a game away from home in front of a, a national audience on game day, I think, is plenty of motivation in itself. Yeah, they're different. You know, this is a, this is a guy, and I and I know that. You know, I was a guy probably that that uh, uh, sang his praises as much as anybody since he's been at OSU because I got to know him through the recruiting process, and he's good. I mean, he, he he can impact a game and not score. He's one of the few guys out there that can control it. His defensive anticipation is probably as good as anybody that we'll ever play against. Not just not just uh, this year. He he's a he's a good player, and he, and and obviously he's. You know, he and their team have been through a lot here of late, but uh, you know, he's he's spinning he's spinning into a positive, and they seem to be playing very very well, and he's played very well since they've been back. Totally dominated the games. Is Forte starting up? What's the challenge does he present? Well, he's obviously, uh, uh, you know, to me, one reason why they're playing better is because he's played well. And he plays better whenever Marcus is in the game with him, because he does as good a job of finding. He's kind of like the twins, Marcus and Markeef, you know, looking for each other. And and uh, uh, I think that he is certainly uh, uh, as good a six man as there is in the country. You know, coming off the bench and giving energy and making shots. And whether or not he starts or not, you know, I don't know ex what Travis will do. He hadn't phoned me and told me exactly how he's going to play everything out, but. Uh, I, I do think that that uh, he's a tough guard and he stretches a defense and, and really allows driving opportunities for some of the other guys because you can't leave him and, and that makes him hard to guard. Is this one when, when the schedule came out? Uh, you saw it, you saw Oklahoma State on Saturday night, ESPN game day. That's a big one. That that could be for the league that night. Did you ever think that before? Uh, yeah, the only thing negative I thought ten o'clock. That means. Uh, be a late. I, we won't get back till about four o'clock in the morning. So, so uh, uh, when the game starts at eight, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long day. Uh, but you, certainly, we thought that this this game, or I did. I can't speak for others, but this game would certainly have conference implications uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, you know who would have the best shot to win it. So, uh, you know, it, it's nice being able to go down there, knowing that that. You know we've we've uh, clinched a tie, but still a tie doesn't really mean anything. We we've got to we've got to go finish the job, and we've got some opportunities to do that. But you know why wait? Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and take care of business, and and uh, you know put ourselves in a favorable pos position uh, with the committee and, and moving forward into the tournament. Bill Tariq and Jamari, I mean they're not twins, but what they provide for you, it's hard to not say one without the other. Right. They're, they're both shooting like seventy percent right. rebounds. And well, they, you know, there's not too many programs in the country that have as many big guys coming off the bench as we do, and then in addition to that, have guys that are productive coming off the bench. Even Land, you could throw Landon in there, and his limited minutes, he's done very well for us too. But I really think Tariq and, and Jamari have been a big reason why we're better. I think that they're they've given us energy. They they they're playing at a high level. Uh, uh, they're efficient, as as you pointed out. 
you know, they don't take a lot of hard shots. Most of their shots are in tight, but, but still yet they do what they do and, and uh, certainly give us a physical presence and, a, and an energy presence. And, and that's needed, you know, with Joe and, and with Perry too. I mean, it's nice to have somebody a little bit different coming in off the bench that can kind of have a different type of, of, uh, of uh, impact on the game based on their own skill set. And, and then both of those guys are able to do it. You mentioned putting yourself in favorable position. A lot of the talk, the talking heads this week has been you and Wichita State for that final one spot. How do you see them versus a BCS conference school that comes down to you say them and you guys or somebody else? Well, first of all, we're not in competition with Wichita State. Uh, they've, had a, they've had an unbelievable year. We'll be in competition with them if we play them. But they've had an unbelievable year, and I personally think they deserve the one line if they're able to go ahead and take care of business. Uh, you hear the so-called pundits say, well, they're scheduled this or that. Hey, it, it's hard to win on the road, especially when you're everybody's Super Bowl game. And they, they've been able to do that, so you have to respect that. Uh, uh, but I, I, all I want to do is for us to get better and, and put us in a more favorable position. And, and people around here will make a big deal about that potentially. And I guess it did happen. What year was it? 1980 or 81? You know, where, where it came down to a one-possession deal. And Wichita State beat Kansas in that one game, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Bob? So, so you know, it has happened before where they met in the tournament. And, but I would say this. If, if, if that were to happen and, and, and both teams meet in the tournament, that means that both teams have probably done quite well in a tournament to get to that game. So, so uh, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not the least bit concerned or consumed with, hey, I hope this or I want this or we're in competition with them. All, we, all we're in competition with is ourselves and, and the teams that are lined up to play in front of us, no one else. And, and, and uh, we're a long ways away from being uh, a serious contender for the one line. Uh, I mean, right now we may be, but I mean, we're we're still potentially five or six games away, uh, which is a lot of time that you can move a lot of lines uh, in the in the selection committee's mind. So yeah, it could be a one, could be a four. You know, a lot of a lot of things just depends on how we finish the season. Since you've been at uh, KU, the two ranked teams highly in the state of Kansas have been KU and K State. What's it mean for the state when Wichita State is the other team highly ranked and highly profiled? Well, I think it's great for our state. You know, in a, in a, in a, in a state populated uh, as we are and, and considered by so many to be a flyover type state from a, a media standpoint, and, you know, I come from Illinois where I don't know how many, 11 million people or whatever it is live in the state, and you come here and what is it, just under two? Uh, I don't know exactly that, that live in the state. And to have three programs that have done as consistently well as they have, I think speaks volumes to the ball in our area. And, and, I, and, and you know, People will try to pit things against others, but I, I've said this all along. Iron sharpens iron, and, and when others are good in your area, that kind of raises your own level too. So it's been good for us to have K-State and, and Wichita State so competitive. So when you go back to Stillwater, um, do you allow yourself just a little bit of time to kind of walk down memory lane a little bit or, or not? Well, I've forgotten most of my memories uh, uh, from back in age 18 to 22, but uh, – Probably not. You know, the first time I went back, I made a mistake. And, and uh, you know, it was kind of a, it was a, I can't remember if it was Big big Monday or if it was a, a game day or whatever when we went back the first time when I came here. And and uh, it was a big game, and they were loaded. That was the year they went to the Final Four. We ended up losing in Elite Eight. Uh, but they rocked us good. I think I called three timeouts in the first four minutes of the game and, and got a technical just so that way we could stop 
play a little bit to catch our breath. Uh, and they rocked us pretty good. And, and that I went down. I kind of did that. I toured every place and and uh, went to lunch with old friends and all that. And I realized after that, that's not we're not going to go down that path again. So this is strictly a business trip. And if I'm able to see some of my buddies, uh, it'll be after the game in the hallway as we leave. But that'll be about it. I think it's still a little premature. Pro pro probably, probably going into the the maybe well, we're close to last week of the regular season, but for sure going into the NCAA tournament, I think curiosity obviously is is pretty high at that point in time. So you start thinking about, but I don't look at it like uh, uh, you know who will be seated with one and two and that stuff as much, I, or 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 one and four, two and three. I don't look at it as that much. I look at okay. Okay, if, if we're a one, who's the eight and nines and who's the sixteens? I'll, I'll look at it from a standpoint of just looking at it one week in advance, as opposed up as opposed to looking all the way through it. In the recent years, there have been uh, like when Kentucky and North Carolina been to the national championship game, they lose a lot, and the following year they played in the NIT. Why do you think KU has been able to rebuild what it's lost and still get into the NCAA tournament since you're on the verge? Well, I, I told I told Bob this the other day. You know, the the thing that that kind of gets lost in uh, the situation. The players are good, but the assistant coaches are real good. And, and and when you think about the players that we've had and the turnover we've had, and those guys continue to bring in guys that fit who we are and, and what we're trying to get accomplished, and it's been pretty pretty remarkable by that staff. And then of course the staff changes. You know, you whether it's Jank or. Or, or, or Danny or Joe or whoever, we've had turnover with that. Norm, we've had turnover with that. But, uh, you know, there's been, some, there's been some constants in that. And I think it's, it, I think it's a job those guys have done. And, and, and when you recruit well, you know, obviously you lack experience a lot of times. But still, you know, you want experience, but, but still yet talent uh, will win more games than experience will. And, and hopefully by the end of the season we'll have both. Bill, I was wondering about thoughts about the player of the year race. Obviously, you got a, guys, a couple guys who have, could be considered. Iowa State's got a couple. When's the last year, if you've thought about it at all, like when it's been, I guess, so open with three games and the tournament's still to go? See, I think that we've, we've had – I can't remember. I know Wayne won it. I know uh, Marcus won it. Uh, T-Rob won it, if I'm not mistaken. Have we had any more than that win player of the year in the league? I, I think that may be it. So, uh, this year we obviously have – I'd like to say Joe was a candidate – for that, I don't know if that's as realistic for Joe, just being honest, because numbers are usually what a lot of people vote on, and his numbers aren't such that that, that would be the case, even though he could impact a game as much as anybody in our league. Uh, I think Wiggs is definitely in contention, uh, without question, uh, to be our conference player of the year, but I think there's guys from other programs that are in serious contention too, and, and maybe even some guys that maybe right now be a leg up uh, 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 on some others, and maybe including Andrew, but I still think with with uh, with three games left, you know, it's starting to get down to it. But I, I do think everybody should should refrain from uh, drawing any conclusions on what they think until the season's over, uh, because you know there's still a lot of things that can happen between now and then that would definitely uh, tip the scale one way or another. Well, back to your staff, um, you've had some turnovers just in the last year with Norm coming back and Garrett's. What have they brought? And also, Fred, what's, what has he done for the staff? Well, Fred is, you know, I thought Barry Henson was positive. You know, he makes Barry Henson look like this 
sky is falling and the sun will never come up. He he is uh, he is the most positive guy ever. He never has a bad day. Uh, I think that's been good for our players. And I, and I think I think staff energy is good. Jarence has brought. I wanted to hire. You know, when I was a young guy, my staff was pretty young, and I didn't ever think about needing any energy on our staff. As we get a little bit older, uh, I think hiring a young guy that's a little bit different. That that. Uh, and Jarence is that. I mean, he, he brings something totally different from an energy stamp, from a fun standpoint that I think is real important to, uh, because none of us are getting any younger. You know, Norm, or, although Norm's young, but Curtis and I, we're, we're, we're definitely going, we're on the downside of, uh, of everything. And so I, I really believe that uh, he brings energy. And the one thing that you can't undersell, and Doc did it for us and Barry did it for us, you can't undersell having somebody that's been in the fire like Norm has. I mean, Norm has been, I mean, we talk about this being the fire. Norm's in New York City as a first-time coach and, and uh, for six years or whatnot. So he's been there. And, and so to have somebody that, that can see it through a little bit different eyes from a head coaching perspective, I think has been real good for me as well. I, I, we've kind of got a really nice blend. And we, and we have for a while of, you know, Danny the ex-player type deal. And, and then you have, you know, Jank the intellectual uh, uh, type deal. Of course, Jank, this guy was always falling with him too. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, you, then you have different guys that are so upbeat and positive, and we kind of offset each other. And I think that's been really positive. When you're putting together a roster, people just look at you know bringing in the top players. But is it underrated to, to bring in those guys that are kind of in the twenty to fifty or twenty to seventy range? To well, first of all, I don't know if we understand this, but. I want you to think, if you say 20 to 50 range, bring in those guys. Those guys are studs. I mean, so, you know, Thomas Robinson couldn't crack that group. Marcus Morris and Marquise couldn't crack that group in so-called high school recruiting services uh, experts. Tyshawn Taylor wasn't in that group. Uh, Elijah Johnson wasn't in the group. Either was Travis. Uh, uh, Withy wasn't in that group. So, But they were all good players, and, and I think the key with our guys, and they've done a good job, you not only – uh, recruit kids, but you have to evaluate and then be able to project. Jank was very good at that projecting, and and Norm's very good at it. Uh, and and uh, so I, I really feel like that uh, uh, those guys. I don't I don't look. You know, you, you can look at guys one through five or one through seven that are rated that way yearly, maybe one through ten, and you know they're going to have a huge impact. You know, but there's not that much difference between eleven and fifty. Uh, at least in a lot of different, maybe what days they played well and who was watching and stuff like that. So I think those recruiting services, although I appreciate them and I know they work hard, I think they're so overrated uh, in a lot of ways because it's up to a school to determine who can play and how they fit to make you better. And there's a lot of guys out there that, that, that could pick a school that are so, so talented on paper, but they can't play the way that that system is designed to play with or play for, and then it just never works out. So our guys have had a good job plugging them, done a good job of plugging them into who we are. Speaking of fits, Wayne, do you feel like in the last couple of weeks he's really started to figure out what his fit is? Oh, yeah, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne is getting it. You know, whether or not he's making shots or not, he's, he's figuring out a way to impact the game, and he, he, he's figuring out his role and the impact he can have and certainly taking a lot of pride on the defensive end. He's, he's played well. You know, Joe and Joe and Wiggs, Joe and Andrew deserve the majority of the attention. I get that, but it shouldn't be lost. If we didn't have those two, you know, then then there would be obviously Wayne Seldon would be used in a way where he could be strongly considered for freshman of the year in our league. Uh, uh, 
you know, there, there's been a lot of years that there's been a freshman of the year in our league that, from a talent standpoint, probably wasn't superior to what we feel Wayne Selden is. Well, he's he's done great. You know, we're playing. We we're we're we're, we're we've done fairly well in the league, in large part because of our point guard play. I mean, he's responsible. If you go back and think about it, uh, he kind of put us on his back at uh, Iowa State, and he and he's put us on his back in some different games that you look up and say. You know, we wouldn't have won that game without him. I mean, he's played well. And the same thing with Oklahoma the other night when we're kind of puttering around a little bit. He made every play down the stretch. And so he's gotten better. The one area I think that he can continue to get better at is is on the defensive end, but I think he's really trying. And uh, But I'm, I'm real pleased with him. I think he's he's uh, he's one of the most improved players around. We talk, talk about progressions. Um, can you discuss what, what you've seen from Andrew going from the white-hot attention coming in? And actually putting it together and being in position to be uh, considered for player of the year in the conference. Well, you know, I think that he's 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 learned how to impact the game more from an athletic ability. Still not still not enough to our liking, but he's getting better at that. And and he's 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 learned that when he plays, he's going to get other people's best shot. I mean, people are going to line up to want to get a piece of him. I mean, that that's the way it is. I mean, uh, that was pretty evident even in the preseason stuff. Uh, you know, because he got a lot of attention and hadn't really made a you know hadn't made a basket yet. So that's that's the case, and and I think he respects that and understands that better. Um, but you know, he's he's you know he's had the best year on, on our team, uh, and I would say that to this point, that doesn't mean other guys can't surpass him or whatnot. But to this point, he's been the most consistent and the best performer that we've had on our team, and you know on a, on a that's pretty good when you really don't have upperclassmen to kind of teach you how to do it, and and you have all this expectation and hype, and you have the, at least from the outside looking into me, it looks like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders to start and things like that. And how he's handled this is, and we talked about him, you know, I want him to be this or be that, but you know, looking back now, he's handled exactly the way that he should have handled it based on who he is. He, he's he's been really really good. He's been himself. He hasn't tried to be something he's not. And he's not bought into what everybody else is saying about him. So I, I think, considering all the things that go along with it, you know, it's, it's a lot easier. You know, you know, no disrespect to Joe, but it's a little bit easier when there's less pressure. Now Joe feels this pressure that Andrew's been feeling the whole time, and and uh, I think that uh, I think Andrew's done really well. Were you concerned that Andrew might go another way, and in particular with the whole thing with Marcus Smart at Big Twelve Media Days before that again? Uh, I would say I had my concerns. You know, my, my concerns with him is a, is a, is a, is the fact that I think that sometimes, not sometimes, every day, you know, he may be the most polite kid we've ever had here. He is so nice, and 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 he's nice to everybody. And I, you sometimes you question whether or not, well, we don't want him to be nice. I mean, nice is okay except for two and a half hours a day, you know. But we don't. But that's that's not it. He he. He, I think sometimes the way that we see him in certain situations, we look like it looks like, well, you know, he's disinterested maybe at times, or maybe he's coasting, or or, or this what somebody else sh- says should fire him up verbally when he talks to the media, and none of that stuff affects him, none at all. And, and you know, looking back over time, he couldn't have handled it better with all the hype coming in. I mean, he just plays. I mean, he doesn't worry about defending himself. He doesn't worry about talking about anybody else. He doesn't do anything except, hey, let's just go play. And and uh, but I know it registers, and I know those things are used to motivating.
you guys are going to win the league, but uh, what, do you, what do you think about Oklahoma State? They're like seventh or eighth in the, in the conference right now, but are they talent-wise the second best team in the league, or what do you think? Oh, I think they're good. I think when Cobbins went down, you know, that's obviously a big blow. It'd be, it'd be the equivalent of one of our key players going down. So, uh, you know, that that was a loss. But, yeah, th they're capable of beating anybody, and they're certainly capable of beating anybody at home. And, and whether or not they're whether or not their their talent level, if you're going to rate them, I have a hard time doing that because I could look at different teams in our league and and you know based on how we play, who's the hardest to guard, this or that, and and uh, but I I do think Oklahoma State's right at the top uh, when it talks about you know raw talent in our league. Hey Bill, with, with Wichita State, there's a lot of chatter out there whether it's on ESPN comparing you guys to C line mm -hmm. or whether it's uh, fans on social media. Or some of that you're probably not in tune with, but some of it maybe you are. You're surprised by the level of, I don't know, comparisons, and does it almost uh, make it a rivalry without playing? Uh, you know what? I, I, I don't know because I don't follow it. I, I've, I've, I've seen certain things. I saw something this morning. Uh, uh, it had the, the top line, and, of course, Wichita State was a part of that, and then, then it had Kansas as a team that could potentially get to a top line along with other teams that I'm sure – can too, and, and and yeah, those are all realistic. Uh, uh, but I, I'm not, I'm not hung up, and I, I'm certainly not looking into what uh, other people are saying or comparing things. And you know, the scheduling deals come up way too much. And and, and uh, uh, you know, there's there may be an opportunity for us to play them very soon, uh, sooner than what even a regular season scheduled game would be played. But but uh, but who knows if that's the case? And I'm certainly not going to spend any time worrying about that. As long as you brought it up, is there a chance you'll change your outlook on the schedule? Uh, I would. I don't want to say never, uh, but but I mean we're pretty locked in on what we're trying to do from a scheduling standpoint and, and that stuff, and that's not a knock to anybody. But but uh, I, I don't. I don't. Without getting into it, I, I would say that's probably not on the immediate horizon. Wouldn't that be a huge TV game at this point? Because so could be. Who knows what it'll be four years from now? Yeah. Who knows? You know, you know, scheduling is, you know, it, it could be next year, it could be whatever, but, but uh, uh, we're going to schedule strictly based on what we feel is best for us. But, you know, the, you bring up a good point. Yeah, it could be a huge TV game. And, and uh, it could help us recruiting in that area. You know, could it help us as much if we played in L.A. or New York or Philly or something like that? So, so there, there's a lot of things that go into scheduling other than uh, – you know uh, what is the 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 immediate thought amongst fans? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's best for Kansas. I'm not concerned with doing what's best for anybody else, or or or, or doing something because you know it'd be nice. You know, and who cares about be that? I mean, you want to do what's best for your program. So that and that's what we'll always do. What do you, when you schedule like Philadelphia or something, what's the best thing about that recruiting line? So the players can come in here. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, possibly, and, and, and the, the other things, uh, the attention you get in that area. To, you know, when, when, when you recruit, like, like for instance, when, when, when we scheduled, like in the Big Ten, we had a presence in Indianapolis. We had a presence in Chicago. We had a presence in, in uh, 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 Ohio. We had a presence in, in Wisconsin, Milwaukee. We had a presence in Minneapolis. We had a presence in a lot of metropolitan highly populated places because we were in the league. Uh, those things help. 
and and when you when you when you schedule and you play at Georgetown and things like that, trust me, it does not hurt at all to, for us to be able to go in and dabble in those areas, knowing that we can sell that. Uh, and so that's that's something that I think all coaches across America look at. I, I've heard the coaches a lot of places say, "Well, I only want to play at place play at places that we were going to recruit." Well, if, if that's true, the only reason they say that because it helps them recruit. And um, um, but you know that's but every every coach is different. I certainly feel feel what we've done here has has been fairly beneficial for our program. Bill, defensively, how far off is your team from being? A- uh, I wish we're. I thought against Texas, we were. I thought against Oklahoma, we weren't. So I, th- I think consist. We're probably consistency away. Um, I still think we we don't we struggle with making other teams play bad, and and that's something that we've always done. If you go back and and think about when we had our run a couple years ago and go to the championship game, hey Purdue had us dead to rights, and 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 we made them play bad the second half. We make two shots or three shots outside of two feet against NC State, and we win. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, Carolina game, well, well, Ohio State game, you're down 13. You're not going to outplay them. You just got to make sure they kind of drop their level a little bit. Uh, uh, so so there's, there's a lot of things that I think that we can do to get to the point where that's the case and, and getting consecutive stops in a row, which leads to an AO run, which basically the game can be turned in that two minutes, and, and we don't do that consistently enough. Well, I, I, we talked about that yesterday. Uh, I, I'm a, you know, the, the thing, regardless of what happens from this point forward, although we'll be evaluated what happens postseason, you can't say that the kids haven't done well. You can't say they haven't had a good year. You know, whenever you win your respective league, it's a good year. I don't care, you know, whether it be the Patriots or whether it be the Dodgers or the Cardinals. You, over a period of time and, 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 and you win your league, that's a good year. But good years aren't good enough. And so the whole focus now, of course, we want to win it outright, and we want to do that. The whole focus is how do we, what are we going to give to try to make this good become great? And what are we going to give to try to make a great become good? I mean, a special uh, uh, after, after if we can get to the point where we are really good. And, and, and we've got a long ways to go on that. And, and as you guys know, the difference between being average and good, in that, in, you know, or average and pretty good, it's not near as hard to get there. It's really hard to get from good to great, and it's really, really hard to get from great to special. And, and so I, if, if we're not still motivated by that, then we're not going to motivate our guys. I assume the, the game day experience here at the home team is pretty cool, but it's like the, the You know, I think we were at Missouri on game day. Uh, I can't remember where else we've been on game day. I, I, uh, K-State, Manhattan on game day, and, and uh, I don't remember it being a lot different than any other road game. Uh, except you can't get in the facility to practice because Digger and those guys are taking the floor over, so uh, which will happen at Oklahoma State. But I, I, I really I don't see it being much of a deal, other than the fact that kids, when they're laying around watching TV, you know they're going to be focused game day from Stillwater, and and I think that kind of hype is good for us, uh, uh, and I think it'll cause us to get amped up. But I also think. This time we've played under duress a lot this year because our schedule's been hard, but I think there's still certain moments where you need to play well when the stage is pretty bright, and I think that'll give us an opportunity to do that with a bunch of young kids. Anything else? 
This may have been the longest press conference I've ever done. Well, I know why the food's not here. <laughs> I thought you guys just wanted to talk to me.